He said, Arthur A.V. That was me. Thank you. That was me that time. It's important to remember. You, can, you should never forget. Your testimony is powerful. Your testimony is not only powerful for others, but your testimony becomes a touch point for you. When you're going through things, you may be seated. <laughs> when you're going through things and, and uh, you know, we have short memories. Uh, you know, we, we, God brought us through something and we may be going through something similar or different down the line. And we forgot the God, what God did for us in the past. And so we have to remember those, those testimonies, those things that God has done in our lives, they push us forward. When you're facing something new, you're like, oh, wait a minute. God brought me out before, so I'm going to trust him for what's in, what I'm facing right now. So it's, re, it's important to remember all the great things he has done, not just at, uh, you know, uh, holidays or, you know, New Year's for a lot of people is a time for them to reflect. And it's good to do that at, at those intervals. But every day, every day what God has done in your life is with you. And it's, it's important to remember that. So today... I told you guys, you, you, you're going to be on this journey with me for a while through the scriptures. So you say, oh, man, here she go again. I know. But, you know, you, you, you got to go along with me. Uh, and so right now I'm, I'm, well, I'm past Psalms, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in a class that's focusing on wisdom literature. And, and obviously uh, the book of Psalms is a part of that. And you ever been reading something and you go, shut up because it's so good? Yeah. Well, I've had like so many shut up moments uh, in, in this class so far. And uh, as we read and as we read out loud, there's patterns you pick up. And I know you say, here she goes again with this, but there really are. But to find out that what you thought you just stumbled across was really a thing. You know what I mean? Like it was, oh, like I didn't just stumble across it. This is, this is, this is, this is intentional. This is, and, and so anyway, it's really cool. And uh, as I was reading, I had to give uh, props to uh, Brother Jonathan Painter. He's a, uh, he's a uh, professor at UGST. And Brother Man is a profound writer. He just is. He is an awesome writer. And so as I was uh, studying a few weeks ago, this line just kind of popped out. Again, you guys are students of the word. Probably most of you, you read and and and. There's times when, some, when something just kind of highlights, it just you know, comes out bold to you. And so uh, at, at the end of an explanation, uh, he, there was this sentence that he says, and he says, obedience, you can put my title slide up, precedes the ecstasy of praise. And I went, yeah, Debbie, I went, obedience precedes the ecstasy of praise. Now, if you don't understand that now, hopefully when I get done, you will. You, some of you are like, huh? <laughs> what is she talking about? I have lots of those moments. That's where it begins, right? And, and so um, Psalms, whether you know it or not, if you're a reader, th there's a pattern to Psalms. I, I didn't get it. I, I've, I've joked several times about how I read and, and you know, David's in his woe is me mode a lot. And, and, and so are many of the other psalmists. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, and so there's this, it's on purpose. My point is, it's, it's not just by accident that it happened. So the, the Psalms uh, are broken out into to five books. If you look across the 150 Psalms and within each book, their reigns demonstrate what I, what I describe as a, a progression of faith. And, and David gave these Psalms four classifications. And uh, since then, you know, scholars and other folks have been involved, have, have 
classified, have made more classifications of the scripture, but I'm, we're going to stick to the ones that, that David established originally, uh, since he was the one that sort of orchestrated this. And their Psalms, uh, the Hebrew, they call it Sharath. If I butcher, if I butcher the pronunciation, give me a pass. I am not a scholar. And, the, and, they, and these Psalms are Psalms to minister. Uh, minister in the sense that of the, of the priests and their sacred duties and and, um, you know, that they were doing the, the temple liturgies and, and the, what they call the royal psalms. And, and their psalms, uh, zakir, which means to remember. We just talked about that a little bit, right? The, the psalms in this category tend to record Israel's covenant, uh, wisdom, and Torah, and laments are part of that. That's what I, when I say David does his woe is me, they call those lament psalms or psalms of lament. Uh, or what makes their petitions to God over and over again. And then there's toda, which are psalms that give thanks. And uh, they give thanks to God for very specific historical acts, and, and they answer and answers to specific petitions. And then there's Hillel, which is kind of what I'm going to focus on today for the most part. And these are just full-out praise. You know, psalms that give God thanks simply for who he is. Psalms that, that, that praise him for his attributes and, and, and for his goodness and, and, and for this unfolding story that he does in our lives. And, and so there's a progression within the books, I mean, the groupings of psalms, but then there's an overall progression from Psalm 1 to Psalm, Psalm 50, Psalm 150. And so Psalm 1, for example, is what they call a gateway psalm. It's when you're entering in uh, the relationship with God. And, 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 and so Psalm 1, for example, says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing, much, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, wither and they prosper in all they do but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. And so I, 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 I want to make sure I give Jonathan Painter his props. Sorry, I said Jonathan, it's Jeremy Painter. I give him his props. And so uh, one of the, the, the quotes that I took from his book said, in Psalm 1, the one who avoids bad company and instead takes delight, think about that word delight, in the constant company of Torah has a bright future, a future that God will quietly vindicate. Such a person is, despite all appearances to the contrary, on the path towards Psalm 150. So again, there's this, there's this progression that's happening here. And uh, I, what I call Psalm 50, I call this this full-throated praise. So if you if you if you look, you see, so so here Psalm one again is this this person taking delight. You know, when you take delight in something, you know, it's just not, you know, it's not an okay. You ever had a meal that was just okay? You know, it was food. It was meat, potatoes, and greens, you know, that kind of thing. And then you have food where you're like, mm, this is so good. You know what I mean? And you it's scrumptious. You know what I mean? It's just, and, and so, so you can remember that now, me and my food things, right? But, but it's when you take delight in it, right? You, you, it, it's, your, it's your living bread. It's your, it's, it's your very life. And, and so uh, as you continue to read, you'll find that there, again, there are psalms of lament and psalms that call for vengeance. And again, call to mind, you think of some of these, call for, you know, David was forever telling God to get somebody. And, and, 
and there were psalms that expressed hope, even though you were in a dark place. And, and there were psalms of complaint. You know, why is this happening? And just like us, like us, when we decided to delight ourselves in the Lord. Now, some of you, I realize, may not have come to that decision yet, but I'm going to talk for a minute to those who have, have decided to delight ourselves in the, in the law of God. And, and when we love uh, the word and we meditate on it day and night, oh, it fortifies us. Why do you find that that word becomes, it, it becomes your very sustenance? It, it fortifies you. And to use the words in Psalm 1, we become like trees planted by the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. When you delight in the, in the word of God, it transforms you. You see, when, you're, when your roots run deep, think about the trees planted by the water. Very different nourishment than a tree in the middle of, you know, no man's land where there's no water source. That when your roots run deep and when you're well nourished, you can weather some things. Right? You, can, you can weather some storms. We talked about that during COVID a lot, right? Digging your own well. And, and so when, when rough times come, you have something that anchors you, something that, something that keeps you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, I just want to make sure y'all with me here tonight. I'm just not preaching to myself. And so when you've entered into, think about that gateway psalm, when you've entered into relationship with God and you're set on seeing things through. See, I, 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 I don't get. I know we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different past things, but, but, but I, I don't get starting this thing with God and not being determined to see it through. You know, there, there are many times I know that some of us came to, came to Christ and we thought, oh, you know, I'm going to repent of my sins. I'm going to be baptized in Jesus' name. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and, and, and all is going to be well. Anybody ever had that? disillusion right you know, have that wrong oh you know it's gonna be you know unicorns and marshmallows until Christ comes this is gonna be this great thing right we, we thought that right and, and but oftentimes you find out somebody know, tell me it's not it's not all it's not a cakewalk and so when you when you start in when you enter in this relationship with Christ you got to know that rough times gonna come in this life, there will be trouble scriptures tells us that rough times are going to come but that means you have to be set on finishing your course. You have to be, okay, it, yeah, it's, you know, good times will come, bad times will come, but I'm, but I'm going to be set. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in here because bad things don't last always. You've got to be intent on hanging in there uh, and let God do the work that he wants to do. And so when your roots run deep, you can weather some things. You, you just can. You know, like David and other, the other psalmists, life happens. That's why you hear the woe is me psalms and you hear the, you know, God vindicate me and, and, and oh, I don't understand. I mean, you ever, you know, you, you, in this walk, you haven't understood. You haven't understood why God didn't do this or that or, or why things, you know, these things happen to you and all those things. And so, uh, again, those, those, there are days when you, you know, we feel like you're tiptoeing through the tulips. All is well. It's a great thing. Oh, but there are days seasons when everything is a muck everything is a muck you lost your job you know your spouse left you you know you 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 suffered some 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 uh horrific death somebody close to you you know passed on and and maybe you were wrongly accused of something or uh, you know i'm talking about in christ I'm talking about while you're walking this walk for Christ, you've already entered in the gateway. You've decided, God, I want you to be my God. I'm going to be your people. You've, you're in Christ. These things happen, right? You get some kind of scary diagnosis and you take a big old walk because you don't know how things are going to go down. 
you know, you fill in the blank. We all have our scenario. You fill in the blank of the things that you faced uh, while you've been walking this walk from God. And, and there are times when we cry out to God. Why? Why are these things happening to me? Anybody ever done that? I have. Why? And I know some people think that's a, that's a bad thing, but we're human. You know, God knows what we're going through. If you're taking it to him, it's all right. He's a father. He can handle it. Why? And sometimes we get answers, and sometimes we don't. But, but even the psalmist, you know, there were times where he thought, you know, God, did you forsake me? There are people who we read their stories right now, and we know that they were highly favored. Well, they say we are blessed and highly favored. We know that they were on God's right side, but you see them in their seasons of lament. You see them in their seasons of complaining when they were going through things, and they didn't understand what was happening. And, and, and you want God to answer your questions. And you get the whining and complaining, and, and you're going through it. And, and, and you could add a few songs of lament to the book of Psalms. You, you're with me here today? You could add a few to that. You're telling God about everybody that crossed you. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm the only one that does that. No, she didn't say that behind my back. Right? You know, right? you, you, you know, you, you're telling God all about it. You want God to, to vindicate you. You want God to, to, to pay somebody back. Or, or those times in the, like when you, you're feeling sorry for yourself. And, and you, you, you know, you're complaining. You, you're going through, you're having a woe is me. Like David often did. And because you started out with God and you purpose to put all your hope in him. I hope that's our position today. He didn't promise us a rose God, but when you started out, you put all all your eggs in his basket all your hope is in him and you love God and you know love and God loves you and you have remained obedient see it's easy when you're going through things to kind of give yourself a pass what I'm going through surely God don't expect me to be faithful you know my heart's hurting today or oh, this is too much you ever have a scene where it's just too much stuff is going on and you, and you think, but no, you didn't do that. I'm talking to those who remain faithful, right? I'm, again, I'm talking about this progression of Psalms here and how obedience leads to the ecstasy of praise. If you, if you don't remain obedient, you're never going to see the glory of God in your life. You're never going to see what God can do for you. If you take your little tea and go home, somebody used to preach about that, right? You know, to keep, you, keep, your, keep your golf ball on the tee. Just don't take it home. You know, our kids get mad. Things not going their way. They're outside playing kickball with the other kids. Y'all know I switch metaphors all the time, right? So just, just I started off with golf balls and now I'm on kickballs. You, you get, but you get my point. I can relate more to the kickball. I was an outside kid, you know. And you get mad, taking my ball and going home. Sometimes we like that with God. We get mad because He doesn't do the things we, that we want Him to do, and we want to take our ball and go home. But no, I'm talking to y'all that said, "Nope, I'm staying in the game. I'm, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to hang in there with you, God, no matter what." And so you have remained obedient. And because you remained obedient, you experienced God's redemption. Anybody here remained obedient and you, you, you experienced what God can do for you? Right? You didn't see how it was going to happen. You didn't know what the outcome was going to be. But you said, God, I'm going to stick with you. And you saw God show up in your life. And you tell that testimony sometimes. Maybe at work and you say, ooh, let me tell you what God did for me. Somebody, somebody may be telling you something that they're going through. And it resonates with what you went through, past tense. And you came out on the side of victory. You came out and you can share with them what God has done for you. And so I'm talking to the, the folks who have remained obedient and you experienced God's redemption, his vindication, his divine protection, and you saw God move. 
Because you didn't just enter in, you purposed to stay in with God. You held fast to the promises of God. And you look back over your life and you recall all that he kept you through. I'm seeing a wide range of ages in here today. Some of you older folks go, yeah, ask someone else to that all. All that he brought me through. And see, some of you young folks, you can't get it. You don't understand why some of us who've lived a little bit longer act the way we do. You, you, you don't get it because you haven't been through enough yet. You, you haven't recognized God's hand in your life. You know, you, you come because mama made you or daddy made you or your parents made you. You, you, you know, you're, you, you haven't had an experience that caused you to, to, uh, to worship or to praise or to acknowledge his goodness. And that's not all, young folks. I'm just making a, a, a general statement there. And so when you purpose to, 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 to commit to God that way, you weather storms, and again, God is giving you the victory, and you're, you're in effect, progressing through the Psalms. Remember I said there's a progression in here. You're, you're progressing through the Psalms. Yes, I entered in, and I was all happy, and I thought everything was so great, and oh, come, let's go to the house of the Lord, and then Monday hit. Oh, <laughs> Some, some tragedy came down, some, something that disappointed you and, you, and, you, and, you, and you're going through. And, and, and you, again, you, you want through all those things I said before. You, you're woe and you're complaining and you're carrying on, but you are, you are intent on keeping moving with Jesus. You're progressing through the Psalms, so to speak. And you've entered that gateway and you found out what David found out. When David said, I have been young and I have been old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've experienced that already. You know, you, you've experienced, and, 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 you know, David was, David was something. He's one of my favorite characters. I probably shouldn't have a favorite character, but you can probably tell because I talk about him a lot. He's one of my favorite characters. You know, not only did I like that he asked God to smoke people when he got mad, that's probably not a good thing, but I like the way David was just real. You know, he was just real. But you think about all that David went through. Just, Think about David for a minute. He went through, uh, you know, his life being, uh, you know, on the line several times. You know, jealousy, his brothers, you know, who you think you are? And all that, you know, David went through a lot of things. And, and, and you, you remember when uh, I called to mind when, when, the, when David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back in Jerusalem. He was so happy. He delighted in God. He delighted in the thing that the, the idea that the Ark of the Covenant was, you know, with the Philistines or somewhere else where it belonged, that vexed David. So David went through great uh, pains to bring the Ark of the Covenant back. And he had a whole procession stand, uh, set up and people, you know, music playing. And, and I just imagine David just getting food. You know, he was just out there cutting the food. And, and, and he, was, he was in full tilt praise because God had brought them through something. Can you imagine being responsible for the Ark of the Covenant and it's in the hand of some heathens? And so, 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 you know, here's David, the king, full out praising God. I could just imagine him jumping and leaping and carrying on. And, and, and I had Martavis laughing. You know, we, we, we were talking about slides for this, for, this, uh, for, for projection today. And, and, and I was trying to convey to Mark what I meant. And, and, and he, he had a different interpretation. And he's like, you know, I'm, I got limited tools. And Mark's funny. You know, and I had to send him some, what do you call those things, memes of what I was talking about? You know, and you see them people on the means, but they just getting it. You know, the feet going, you know, and, and, and Sister Susie's wig fly across the room. And, and you know, you just in a, in a full out praise. And he's like, man, I ain't have time to whip that up because you know he can. He got skills, right, to, to, to do it. And I'm talking about, I just imagine David doing a full out praise. And then you got Micah in the window looking at him sideways. Look at him. He's supposed to be the king. 
I can just imagine what she was saying. He's supposed to be the king. He out there looking like a fool. But see, let me tell you something. When God has moved in your life, when God has blessed you, when nobody knows like you know what God has done, you don't give a flying hoop when somebody else is standing, right? You got to give God all the praise that he is due. It don't even matter, right? You've, you've been obedient, and therefore you experience the ecstasy of praise. David was a great example of that. He just went in. I don't care what you think. You see, some of you got to stop caring so much about what somebody else thinks. I know young people, sometimes it's, it's difficult. It's, it's the peer pressure thing. But when God has done, has moved in your life, maybe you even hear your older person, you don't get why we, why sometimes we just get fooling Jesus. That's what I call it. You, you, what? Oh, hang in there. If, you, if you're a wishy-washy Christian, if you started out, but you're in mediocre mode, you know, today you hike and tomorrow it's like, oh, you know, you just, you know, you just in and out and you're not really progressing. You just kind of got in and you, you stuck right there where you are. You're never going to experience that. You're never going to be able to understand the praise. You're never going to be able to understand that level of worship because you haven't experienced it for yourself. Obedience. God wants obedience so that he can bless you beyond measure. He wants it so he can bless your socks off, so to speak. He, he's a good God. He wants good things for you. And so some of you refuse to, to go through. And again, you, you, you forsake your commitment to God and you don't understand why you're not experiencing what perhaps others are experiencing. I don't mean that, that we should compare ourselves in that sense that our lives are exactly alike. But you don't get, you don't get why people get so excited about this Jesus. Because you, you fell short of continuing on. You fell short of, you know, walking on in that progression of the psalm, you, you felt, it's okay to complain, just don't stop. It's okay to lament, just don't stop. It's okay to not understand why, just don't stop, right? It's, it's okay to go through. God said he would be with us through all things. It really is okay, just don't stop. Keep pressing, keep pressing, keep, keep, keep your side of the commitment. God always shows up. He always shows up. You know, we sing all kind of songs, you know, he's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. But he, he always shows up. You don't have to wonder if he will or if he won't. He's not a man. He's not a human being who is disappointed in us. I know, again, sometimes we project things that humans do. We project those failures onto God. I assure you, he is not. He always shows up. He always honors his word. He always does what he says he's going to do. You just got to keep walking. Keep walking in obedience. Keep walking in obedience. Keep walking in obedience. Your obedience can't be situational. Can't be based on what you're going through today or what kind of mood you're in. You, know, you have to, it's a constant thing. God, I'm going to be obedient. My flesh tired. My flesh don't feel like doing this. Uh, but flesh, come on. You know, let's get with it. Let's keep moving. You got a bad eye too. You still belong to God. Right? And so you got you to you you keep on keeping on. Anybody in here ever been through something very dark, very scary, you know, very daunting? But in the midst of that, you found a deeper relationship with God, right? Because you stayed obedient, right? You, you, even in the midst of it, some of my worst times when I look back were actually my best times because of what God did in those situations. You found yourself. You know, perhaps you've lost everything. Sometimes that's, the, that's one of our worst fears is you've lost everything. 
But there's times when you lose everything, but you gain everything because there's liberty in letting go of junk. There's liberty in letting go of the things you thought you needed or the people you thought you needed or, you, or, or holding on to what you thought was going to sustain you. God is your sustainer. God is your provider. Right? You find out that God is all that I need. And so even in the darkest times when you stay faithful to God, oh, he's got lessons for you. He's got blessings for you. He's got more than you could even imagine. When you when you when you when, when you've experienced things with God, are you hung in there like a like a cowboy and a wild bull? Because life seems like that sometimes, doesn't it? When everything goes crazy, you ever seen those bucking broncos and you're trying to hold on? You know, some of you trying to hold on to life and, and you hang on, but, but but that's how you need to hang on to God. You need to cling on to Him with everything in you. I don't care what happens, I'm gonna hang in there with you, God. I'm gonna be obedient. You have got to develop the attitude if you're gonna be a Christian. You go to Hebrews 11 and you read that list of all those who were faithful to God and all that they went through. And God said, but the world wasn't worthy of them. Right? They hung in there with me. They faced uh, torture. They faced uh, being martyrs. They faced all kind of horrific things, but they hung in there with Jesus. And God said, I, 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 can, I can safely say that none of them were disappointed. Life may not, that was the worst case scenario. Let me just share that. Right. You, you can have a psalm. I haven't, I haven't got the 150 yet on purpose. You can have a psalm 1 to psalm 150 moment. You can have those at different increments in life. So it's not just I entered in with God at some point in my life, and I'm going to struggle, and I'm going to complain, and I'm going to lament, and I'm going to do all that until heaven comes. Uh-uh. Sometimes it's day to day. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, and all is well. And you get a phone call somewhere in the day and a crisis hits, you know, and then something happens on your job the same day. And, 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 and by the time the evening comes, God has worked it all out. You know, we're from Psalm 1 to 1, Psalm 150, all in one day, right? It's not just a, you know, because I know sometimes we think we got to hang on to heaven, but that's not, you know, God doesn't want us to white knuckle it through this life. Just he wants his people to thrive. Yes, yeah, sometimes take some things take longer than others, but God will get you there. He will get you there if you just hang in there with him. He absolutely will. Mm-mm-mm. Trying to see where to go right here. Got options. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When you know that he's worthy. I'm thinking about Job. You, know, you talk about a story that somebody could have stopped. Job entered in. Job was sold out. He entered in and he was committed. And if ever somebody had an excuse to stop, perhaps it could, it could be Job. You know, what you doing for me, God? You know, my kid's dead and all my wealth is gone. I'm sitting here in a pile of ashes. And I'm, I'm, you know, I got blisters from head to toe and, and just, go, you know, going through. But Job, Job said, uh-uh, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Right? I'm talking about when you're, when you're set on pleasing God, when you're set in obedience. And, all, and God said to himself, and all that Job said, he did not say. That's deep. And Job said a lot, right? <laughs> he really did say a lot. And all that he did, he did not sin. And so by the time we get to Psalm 150, I spared you all the ones in between, right? And we, we'd be here for a while. But by the time we get to Psalm 150, and again, I want you to think about your old life. By the time you walk through and you stay faithful to God and you keep on keeping on through good times and bad times and up times and, and sideways times, when you, when, you, when you keep on keeping on, by the time you get to Psalm 150, there's no more laments. 
There's no more calls for vengeance. There's no more expressions of hope. There's no more complaints. There's only one thing. That's that, that Hillel I want to talk about. There's only one thing, which is unhindered praise for God. God for just who he is. Bless him for just who he is. Right? David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Right? By the time you get to Psalm 150, it's on and popping. You don't have no more. You're like, it, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. But I'm going to praise him. He's a good God. He's an awesome God. Right? You're done complaining. Right? You're done calling for all the foolishness. God, I love you. Tina, give me Psalm 150. Yes, give me 150. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Right? And hopefully in my mind you were thinking about the, the text of, of all the various psalms in between. Right? Psalm, psalm 1, the 149. Right? By the time we get to Psalm 150, it's just full out praise. Full out praise for who God is. Praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the sky, which testifies to his strength. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his um, surpassing greatness. Praise him with the blast of the horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourines and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and flute. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Stand this morning and give God some praise. You ought to be thinking about what God did in your life. Right? You all have been thinking about, I entered in, I entered in, and I purpose to finish this race that God has given me, right? You got breath this morning, you ought to be praising the Lord, right? You've been, you've been sick and God healed you, you ought to be praising the Lord. You've been sick and God's still keeping you, you ought to be praising the Lord. Oh, he's worthy. He's a worthy God. He just wants your unadulterated praise. Give him all the halal. Give him what he deserves. He's a worthy God. Anybody got a praise in here today for the God that, that saved you, the God that redeemed you, the God that brought you through? Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy. If you don't understand the praise him because you had time to figure things out, right? Pray he's a worthy God. Come on and sing with me this morning. Worship him this morning, right? Worship starts here. When you start bubbling up, you start thinking about all the goodness of God. And you worship him. Praise comes out of that. Come on now. I, I got a praise and I got to let it out. I got to praise. Come on, come on. Think about the goodness of God. I, I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to let it out. I got to praise. Let me see 
what he's done for me. You don't know what I know, what he said he You don't know what I know. You don't know what I know. All right. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. Fire. Shut up in my bones. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's bless him one more time. Simply for who he is. Oh, he is a sovereign God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We exalt you in this place this morning, Jesus. Oh, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we bless your holy name. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you don't have to be just at church to have a praise break, I call that. You can have a praise break in your kitchen. Oh, I've been cooking a many a day. I don't know about you, but I think when I cook. I think when I clean. It's something about those times, and I, and I get to thinking about the goodness of the Lord. I think my family upstairs think I'm crazy. Right? I break out in a minute with a hallelujah. Glory! Right over the bacon, right? It only, just remembering who he is. Right? You can praise him anywhere. You can praise him anywhere. I was at a wedding one time. This woman got to singing, and I got to feeling the Holy Ghost his wedding and you know how you get the you get them precursors legs start shaking you get the I don't know I get this I get to rubbing my hands when I feel the Holy Ghost and the person I was with wasn't there was like uh uh she's about to get started and the person I was with leaned over to me and said don't you dare don't you dare right you can't let them don't you dare stop right if you spill the you feel the spirit of God, or you're remembering, and you feel like giving the God a praise, have at it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord Nobody knows like you know, like Steve said, what God has done for you. Nobody knows like you know. Don't you fail to give him a prayer. I'm thinking about those lepers. When only one came back to praise him. He said, wasn't it 10? Wasn't it 10? Don't let nobody squelch your praise. Don't you squelch your praise. If you know God is good, if you know what God has done for you, God said acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. He's a good God. Give him what he is due. Yes, you enter in his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Enter in a relationship with him. Oh, but be purpose to go through. When Ezekiel said, I've set my face like a flint. You got to be determined. I'm going to go through until I reach heaven. No situation is going to stop me. Nobody's going to stop me. No discouragement. There are many who've been discouraged. And when they get discouraged, they begin to question what they thought they knew about God. Don't you go for that okey-doke. God never changes. He is sovereign. So when you get discouraged, Make your petitions known unto God. Right? Make your petitions known to each other. We're a body that's supposed to be here to support each other. When you're discouraged, don't sit somewhere in isolation and let the devil do a number on you. When you're discouraged, think back to all that God has done. He's the same God. 
I will read Psalm 150. I will bless the Lord at all times. I know that's not that song, but my point is, my point is he said at all times. At all times. In fact, when you get discouraged, do the opposite of what your flesh wants you to do. Maybe you don't need to complain. Maybe when you're discouraged, you lift up your voice. And you cry out to God with blessings and thanksgiving. You know, there's that old, the, I call it the corny gospel song. We used to sing it. You know, the, the count your blessings, maybe the one by. When you get discouraged, you, maybe you need to get your pencil and paper out. You need to count your blessings. Instead of looking at what you don't have, look at what you do. Right? You know, when your body is aching and you're going through it, I get it. When you're hurting, it's hard. But you hear. And maybe you can't walk, but you can talk. Right? You're breathing. Right? You got people that love you. I don't care if you have no physical family. You have a spiritual family right here. You got people that love you. You need to, you need to take inventory. I am blessed. I belong to the Most High God. When I call him, he hears me. I have the ear of the king. You can't get a you can't get an audience with the president of the United States, but you can get an audience anytime, anywhere with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are blessed. He's the God who said, "I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you or forsake you." You are blessed. Oh, so yes. Many of you have already started in with Jesus. But be determined to finish. Be determined to get to that full-throated praise. By the time you get, look, look back and you find a whole lot of things. Some of you might have a delayed response. You might get home this evening and get to thank it. Maybe on your ride home, you get to thank it. Maybe somewhere over the holidays, you get to thank it. And whenever you get that light bulb moment, praise him. Whenever you get that light bulb, give him whatever. And, and, and we all praise him differently. You, you ain't got to do a dance necessarily. Some of us had a hard time with the leap for joy. I know I did. Right? There's no formula. Praise looks, looks very different to, to different people. You know, I heard somebody say about their spouse. When he started doing this, he having a time in Jesus. <laughs> so it's not about how you express, but that you express your thanksgiving to God, your appreciation, your worship, your praise for simply who he is. So I know we've entered into the holiday season. We're going to have a good time with family. I hope some of you are going to have a good time with family. Maybe we're going to be missing some family. Holidays are one of those times when you're just like, man, mama's not here anymore. Grandma's not here anymore. You can, you know, kind of things. But look, be thankful for family that's present. Don't lose what you have right now looking back on yesterday. There's plenty to be appreciative of, plenty to enjoy, plenty to, to, to behold in what we have right now. The people that God has put in our lives, he's meant for those people to be a blessing. The shelter over your head, the food in your refrigerator, the, the warmth in your home. God gave you those things as a blessing. Thank you, God. You might be talking about, well, I, I, I wasn't able to get a whole lot for such and such for Christmas. Big deal. Don't get caught up. Stay focused. You're present. You're the present. Right? We have the gift of each other. 
We have the gift of love. We have the gift of, of unity. We have, it's okay. Don't let what you don't have steal what you do. God is good. Don't even get caught. Don't waste a whole lot of time on that. I remember that I, I shared with the, with the team the other when, when I was young and when I first had Tina, I was so broke I couldn't even pay attention. It was rough. Christmas came. I couldn't get her a lot, you know, out of my own pocket. But I have family that always, you know, I have a big family. And they always want to bless Tina. You know, people, you guys are always around. There was always blessings coming. So it wasn't like she didn't have anything. But, you know, as a parent, you want to be the one to give your child things. So some years later, when, I, when God turned things around, put a little money in my pocket, I went full for Christmas. I bought all, I bought all kind of stuff. It just get, and Christmas came and the living room was full and my nieces and nephews were there and, 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 and Tina went to the tree and get her little gift and she was just happy with the first little gift. She was good with the first little gift. And I kept saying, Tina, go back, there's more. And she oh yeah, she go back over the tree. We still have the footage there. It's the funniest video. She go over to the tree, she get another gift. And she all, oh, thank you, mommy. I said, Tina, go back, there's more. And about six or seven times, she was like irritated. You know, like, really? You know, like, more? You know, she wanted to play with the, with the first thing she had. And so sometimes we do too much. It's really about us and not the other people. She, she was happy. I'm just giving you something to put in perspective. There is such thing as too much. If you have to give, give. If you don't, don't sweat it. You have to get the love. Have a good time. It's going to give you some perspective for this holiday season. It's all right. Not about the things. And overall in life, a lot of the things that we get in the mully grubs about, they're really not that important in the grand scheme of things. They're, you know, they're things that are in our heads and, and that, that, you know, not really that big. Live a life of praise. Live a life of thanksgiving. Live a life of honoring the Lord your God. He's got you. He promised that he's going to have a church without spot or wrinkle. I don't know how. That blows my mind to think of that, right? It's a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. That's, that's you and I. Somehow, when the time comes, he's going to present us to him without spot. God, the thing that he started in you, he's determined to finish. You got to be determined to finish. Hang in there with Jesus. It's going to be all right. Live a life of praise. Enjoy your holiday. You won't see me for the next week or so. You guys have a blessed uh, week next Sunday and, and for the holidays and um, be thankful enjoy your families you are dismissed in Jesus name and I'm going to go sit down because Steve had me knowing and leaping for joy and all this thing <laughs> I love you all and have a blessing you got it Thank you.